you lose some serious cash on the roller coaster ride of Bitcoin? Maybe you rode the wrong wave on the last Reddit stock meme. Now's the time to look for your next return on investment and stack cash with something you may have in your toy box. I'm talking about those little plastic bricks that you can turn into gold. You know, Legos streaming from North Carolina to around the world and right into your ears. ears. It's the Brick Finds and Flips show at BrickFlips.com, the show where Lego investing and reselling come together to help you make some serious do re me. You'll learn about adding Legos to your investment portfolio and how to sell them like a reselling arbitrage ninja. We talk about how to spot a good set to invest in and then how to get rid of them and cash in. This episode originally aired as a video on our YouTube channel, Lego Finds and Flips at BrickFlips.com YouTube. Now, here's your host, the Lego investing ninja go, Jeremy Stark. Jeremy here from Brick Finds and Flips at BrickFlips.com. You guys are in for a real treat with today's show. I wanted to I want to give you guys some perspectives from just not just for myself, but other folks that are in the Lego investing business, or maybe some other resellers, or just other people that maybe are a BrickLink sellers as well. And I thought I would really start off with one of my good friends. Uh, his name is Greg Webb. He runs a buy and hold toy mastermind group, which uh, strangely enough, he actually has a couple of openings. So I'll put the link down below in the show notes if you guys want to check that out. He is a really awesome, awesome, just really giving guy who believes in abundance and and just helping people, you know, make a go at, at selling online on Amazon. So we had a really interesting conversation. So hopefully you guys will enjoy this show today. We were in another buying or selling group at one point, And he, he just noticed that I was posting a lot of stuff on, on Lego. And he said, yeah, come on over. You're gonna, I'm gonna, I want you to come into my group and, and you know, just kind of talk some more Lego. Because you, you seem to have all this this little knowledge and everything about it. So I was, I was like, really? I do? I didn't know <laughs> anybody would, would would listen to my knowledge here but uh greg has been he's he's basically sold tens of thousands of toys on amazon his strategy is very simple he's an accomplished author like i said of toy folio and his book has helped hundreds of people make thousands of dollars by buying and holding toys and yeah i can definitely attest that uh folks in there they they get anywhere from like 500 roi on some of these toys and i'm actually going to bring up one of those toys on the show today so thank you greg for joining us yeah happy to be here thanks for having me so you know I, I i really wanted to bring in the show i mean a lot of people that are in the the kind of lego investing space they're um they're all focused on buying the best lego as as they can and kind of figuring out what it is and some of them don't know you know which lego to get you know how is it is it gonna when's it gonna make money when do i want to do it i mean they just kind of go into the store and just kind of just buy whatever they want and you know i i know and you know because we've had that experience that sometimes lego is not the best one to start out with but really toys is, is probably one of them and what 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 kind of got you started into buying toys you want to start at the very beginning what got me on the amazon uh, that's a little bit longer of a story uh, but basically you know try to make it as short as possible back in 2014 I was making about $35,000 a year and I was engaged to be married and realized one day that, you know, my wife 
she was getting ready to graduate college and she was getting ready to go to grad school, which means she would not be working outside of school. Uh, we're going to try to do our best to allow her to just focus 100% on school. And so the income for the household was 100% my responsibility. And so being nervous that I wouldn't be able to provide for her, I started selling on Amazon. And it was honestly just trying to make a few hundred extra dollars a month a couple extra hundred dollars a month. Like that would have been life changing money at the time. Like it would have give us, you know, a little bit more flexibility, a little bit more freedom. And since then it's just kind of snowballed into this huge operation where I'm touching, you know, thousands of toys a week, it seems like, and shipping out tens of like, I've like this week I've shipped out over $10,000 worth of toys. Uh, to Amazon FBA. So it's, it's become a, a pretty big operation, but it's, you know, toys itself. Back when I was starting, I was trying out every category. Um, I sold grocery. The very first item I sold FBA was um, pancake mix. It was a grocery item. And so I tested grocery items. I tested health and beauty products, household items. Toys was just what kind of came naturally. It was kind of the easiest at the time. There wasn't a lot of prep involved with toys. Like you didn't have a lot of the labeling and polybagging and all that kind of stuff you had to do with like shampoo or groceries or something like that. So the time saved in prepping toys really kind of appealed to me because I didn't have a lot of time to do the tedious prep work with shampoo and grocery items around a full-time job. So mm-hmm. toys allow me to, you know, work a little bit faster, not work as much, but still make money. And so it's just been a, it's been a rabbit trail from there. I've kind of <laughs> uh, accidentally, I've kind of accidentally become an expert in toys because I've just been looking at toys for now, like seven years straight. <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a wonderful category to, to really, to really get into. I mean, it's, you know, myself, I started the kind of the same way as you. I mean, I, I didn't know, I didn't really start in toys. I, I it's funny. You remember the, the first thing he sold though. And I remember it was a, I think it was a Pittsburgh pirates, uh, like shirt. I sold it on eBay or something. I got it at the thrift store and but it's funny. You remember that, but yeah, I mean, toys is, uh, is definitely one of those categories that it's, it's got some, some great margins in it you know with it the strategies that that greg does teach it, it it's very much in line with the lego investing where you would basically buy it and then you're going to hold it for a, a longer period of time so when did when did you actually come up with that like when was it when did it like click in your head like oh man you know like oh i'm buying this and you know the pancake makes you don't obviously gonna hold that but like when you started selling the toys like was there like a moment that you had like you were like wow maybe i can do something different than, than what I'm doing now. Yeah. And so 2015 was my first like full year on Amazon. And that year I was what they call turning and burning as much as possible. Like I was buying inventory, sending it in as soon as I bought it, selling it as soon as it hit the warehouse. Like, and you know, that can be tedious. That can be really tiring. It can burn you out. And I just remember one over the course of that year, like narrowing my focus to toys, like over that, the course of that year and then when it got to q4 um you know november december of 2015 i was watching all the toys that i was selling like i would go back and look at like say if i sold a toy 
in like mid-November, I was going back and looking at what the price was just like two, three weeks later in December. And like my jaw would just hit the floor because I look at the price I sold it at and it was, you know, two and three times the price what I sold it at. And I was like, how in the world are these people knowing that the toys are going to go for this much or do they know that they're going to go for this much? And I just started like just digging deep into Keepa charts, seeing what toys do during PQ4. And then I kind of decided in 2016, I was like, I noticed a pattern that once toys get cleared out of, you know, retailers that, you know, obviously come Christmas time, they're not around for customers to buy them. So the only place that they can buy them are third party websites like Amazon or eBay. And so I went into 2016 with the mindset of I'm going to find really good toys and hold them throughout the year and sell them in around Christmas. And I'll be one of the only sellers that has them and we'll see what happens. And it, it paid off beautifully in 2016. And I've just kind of honed that strategy since 2016 and it's, it's working very well. Hmm. Yeah. Well, Greg, I know you're a humble guy, but you you've sold over two million dollars worth of toys since you've since you've started, um, right. and you're only and you're, this is not even your full time job, right? No, I just do this part time. It's it's you know it's a it's a blessing uh, to be able to do that, and it it continues to grow. Like I've you know it sounds like a lot, but I think that I think in the next year I can hit like a full million in one calendar year. Um, the snowball is really starting to starting to roll, and so I'm excited to see if that could happen. We'll see. Yeah, like I mean, it's like every year it like compounds off of you know you grow a little bit from each year, and then you keep reinvesting that into your next year and your projection and everything like that. Uh, and that's something that that you know with Lego you can do the same thing except that there's a there's a longer period of time to get started in Lego yeah. so it's it's kind of one of those things that you know you might not get that right away it's very delayed gratification I, I like to think of it as as planting a tree you know you're not going to harvest that that apple for like five or six years but once you get that tree growing and you let it grow it's it's going to provide fruit for you for the rest of your life and this is this is you know the the toy category legos you know any kind of collectible things it seems to be like a a really good opportunity for a lot of folks yeah i mean once you snowball that capital and get your capital built up the opportunities are just endless like there's even with more capital than i've had in the seven years i've been doing it like i still can't buy everything that i want to buy like there's just so many good products out there that I know that if I could invest in them and hold them for six months to two years or whatever, that I would double and triple my money easily. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of having the capital to buy it all. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. As you know, with Lego, you know, most of the, the, the most of the sweet spot, I think for a lot of holding is if you get it at, it, depending on what the buy cost that you get it at. I mean, you know, because you can get some clearance toys and you could send that in like pretty pretty quickly after that because the, the price does hold. But most of the stuff that when I invest in stuff, I'm holding it even if I got a clearance for like at least two years. With toys, what do you what do you generally see and like what's the, the kind of turnaround time that you see to where you can get a good return on investment? 
Um, some as soon as, you know, three months. Um, but usually on average on for toys, I'm holding, you know, six months to a year. It's really not super, super long. I mean, there's occasions where it goes past that year. Um, but normally in the life cycle of a toy, once it's cleared out or stopped being produced or retailers, you know, stop carrying online, um, especially with a good sales rank, um, if it has a good Amazon sales rank, then it sells through very quickly and the sellers disappear really fast and the price goes up pretty fast. And you're basically able to name your price. And I mean, I always talk about desired ROI, like some people desire to only make 50% on a, you know, 50% return on a toy. Some people want, you know, they want nothing less than a hundred percent. And some people want over a hundred percent. So it's, it just depends on your cash flow and what you desire, because if you want to go ahead and take, you know, 50, 60% ROI on a toy, you can sell it in two to three months. If you want to wait for a hundred, you may have to wait six months or more. Mm-hmm. It just depends on a lot yeah. of different variables. And then that's what, that's one of the things we talked about. I know um, in your group, um, I spoke on um, cash flow in your business and, you know, especially with Lego, uh, you know, in the beginning of investing in it, if you're holding it for two years, there's literally no cash coming in at that point. Um, and so you're kind of stuck with what you, you know, what you invested in. Um, but you, I mean, you want to be able to make some capital so you can, invest that into other things a little bit more longer term like in lego but you know it's really important i think in in a business especially when you're starting out to find something that you are able to generate some cash flow with it where it might not be a long-term hold but it's a shorter period of time that you're getting that additional capital that you can reinvest it into other things and kind of you know, do that. I mean, it's just like anything, you know, we, we might take our own investments that we make from our business here and we might put it into like real estate or some other things, you know, Bitcoin or all these other things that we can invest in. Having that kind of wide range of the portfolio they have is, is seems to be a good strategy to have. And, you know, speaking of that, I mean, your, your book, I mean, itself, Toy Folio, I mean, excellent. I mean, really good read. Uh, if you guys haven't checked, check it out on Amazon. I'll put the links down in the show notes and everything. But I think you did a chapter just on Lego, right? Yeah, just called, I think it's called Buy and Hold Gold. <laughs> All about Legos. Just kind of giving, walking through examples of Lego sets that I've sold and just kind of some of the numbers around Legos. What would you have to say, what would you say would be your favorite thing about I'm just investing in Lego itself. I just, I love the certainty of it. Um, If you look at a keep a chart, that's one of the points that I make in that chapter is that Legos really never go down in price. Like you see some toys kind of lose their MSRP value over time. You know, you see a lot of times like this time of year, there's going to be hot toys that are released and they have a high MSRP price of 60 or $70. But then in two, three years, you may see them for half that price or less. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, you can see that in the, in the toy side of things, but specifically Legos, do you see them retail for maybe 20 to 30% off during their lifetime, but post retirement, they never go down. Mm-hmm. Like never, mm-hmm. like they all go up. Like even yep. the, the not so popular sets at least like maintain their value 
Mm -hmm. And so that's what I really like most about Lego is the certainty that the price of them is going to be, you know, it's going to go up. It's going to maintain value. People still are going to pay at least over MSRP for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely it's I mean, for, for those of you who haven't who are just kind of new into investing in Lego, uh, you know, with with Lego, most of the time we're trying to to get a really good return on investment um, with it. Nothing. There's always risk with anything. I mean, you always have to do your own due diligence with anything, no matter what anybody tells you. Out of all the different toys that I've that I've sold over the years as well, uh, you know, since I started, you know, I, Lego has been the strongest category because you're right. It it just holds its actual value. And, um, you know, I think one thing I remember you were, um, well, I think we were talking one time, I think and you mentioned that even when there's a clearance Lego, because I, well, like I said, my strategy is a little different. I don't send in clearance Lego. I, I hold on to it for a while. But, you know, if I were to send it in, in, even with the amount of sellers that goes up, because when you look at the keeper charts, the sellers go up and usually on other toys, the price will go down. It's just kind of the economics of how it, how it is. But with Lego, it seems to just kind of hold steady. It holds that line, you know, of the price in there. And you just don't see that with a lot of other toys or anything else, um, you know, that they, that happens. I mean, it, it just never happens like that when you've seen it. So yeah. the market, the market gobbles up anything less than MSRP or anything less than a retail store price. So even if somebody is getting a clearance set for 75% off and they have, you know, a huge margin to play with to where they can still make a great ROI. If they price it lower than what it is in a store on Amazon or eBay, like it's gone just like that. And so the market just eats up any inefficiencies in the prices like that. And like you said, the price just kind of holds the line and never really takes a dip. Mm -hmm. It's really beautiful to see. And it's really, um, reassuring and it gives you confidence as a reseller knowing that everything you buy you're not going to lose money on mm -hmm. like it's almost impossible to lose money on Legos if mm -hmm. you're doing it right do you speaking of that do you do you have a particular strategy with with Lego I mean do you I know that you'd said that you you might not hold on to it as long for it but are you are you starting to kind of hold on to some portion of your inventory longer than like say a year i mean is that something that you're looking into yeah so right now my strategy is like during the clearance seasons a lot of times because i'm not able to get like a huge quantity of any one set i'm selling through those for cash mm -hmm. flow most mm -hmm. of the time because most of the time in my area i'm able to and people don't believe me but most of the time i can find sets for like 75 percent off mm -hmm. and so i can make sometimes 100 and 200% ROI, like out the gate, mm -hmm. like even match an MSRP price, I can double and triple my money selling clearance Lego and get that cash back and put that in other parts of my business where I'm like holding more Lego now. Yes, I'm holding some Lego more than a year and I tend to focus more on themed sets mm -hmm. of, you know, really good like movie themed sets where there's good keeper data i'm getting it at what i think is a good price even if i'm paying full price just mm -hmm. based on keeper charts where mm -hmm. you can see where amazon goes out of stock 
You can see what price it goes to. You can see the sales rank at that price. So if it's if it maintains a strong sales rank, even when Amazon's out of stock, that's really good data to me. And so it kind of gives you an indication of like post-retirement, what it could exceed past, what the market's going to value it at. And so, yeah, so I'm looking at those kind of things. Um, most of my like longer term holds, we're talking about theme sets are mainly Jurassic World, mm -hmm. Star Wars, you know, Harry Potter, um, those type of themes. Because if you look at Keeper Charts, you see the consistency in those brands. Mm -hmm over the long term. And so it gives me confidence in those brands. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely, though. that's that's a, a great strategy, especially for you guys who are new out there, you know, with the, you know, if you're looking for the cash flow, that's that's probably a good time to, to do it. Because like you said, you know, you're not gonna find uh, 20 of the same item on clearance. Well, maybe you can if you go to a bunch of different stores and and yeah. I have found, you know, that many myself, but but like, you know, you're not gonna walk into one store and you're gonna be having a crate full of the same Lego set. And, you know, as you know, the more SKUs that you have or the more different ones that you have, the more work you gotta do to sell it and put it in and all this stuff. So it's a lot easier just to get a, a bunch of them, but that's really good to do, you know, to start out if you're just starting out is to kind of start with that to get some cash flow and then reinvest that into, you know, more sets. And because my, my thing is, is similar to yours. I'm looking at particular ones, but uh, the one thing that I'm also looking at is to make my life a little bit easier is to have everything in one box where it's ready to go. And I, I will have a quantity of, you know, 25 of them in a box, as opposed to having like ones and twos of everything else, because yeah. that's just more work for yourself. So, and I know that you do the same thing as well, but that's how I'm thinking of it when I'm doing it. I'm like, well, where can I get a hundred of the same Lego right here for, you know, whatever price it is, that's, you know, decent, that I know I'm gonna make a certain amount of money off of it. And that way there, when I have to go prep everything to send it in, it's just a lot easier. Yeah, when you have those when you have those ones and twos like that you buy on clearance, and you don't you're not very deep in any one particular set, holding it long term, you know, yes, it can pay off. But like, say you can make twenty dollars today, or if you hold it for a year, you make like forty five dollars. Like twenty five dollars difference on that one or two sets is not. It doesn't really move the needle, so to speak. But if, like you said, if you're able to go invest in like a hundred sets like a hundred of one set like a ten dollar movement in price for a, if you're holding a hundred set hundred sets is a thousand dollars like mm -hmm. so like every ten dollars it goes up is another thousand dollars you make mm -hmm. so that's where it gets fun yeah yeah and that and obviously we and you have been doing this for a while so it's not something that that new folks, you know, in you know, just starting out are going to be able to do, but it's something that you can plan, you know, towards, you know, as you go along. Because I mean, we didn't start doing that. I mean, I I was scrapping together stuff myself when I started out. I was selling whatever I could sell, books and uh, whatever I could find at garage sales. I mean, you know, just to get some capital to keep the cash flowing. But and that's and that's you know one that's the reason why I brought up the cash flow is because that is so important when you're starting out and you know investing in in toys or lego or anything because you know if you don't have capital you're going to have some missed opportunities on some things when they come around and um you know if you're watching this now i mean we're in october 
and uh, you know we're getting ready i don't know about you greg but i'm i'm getting ready i'm salivating for black friday and all these deals and i think everything's coming earlier this year so i'm 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 like i'm ready to go i don't know about you what what do you got you got anything planned you got any plan for a couple next couple weeks i'm, I'm anxious to see what the retailers are going to do like i really want to see like how soon target walmart and you know the likes are going to post deals. I remember last year, Walmart started their Black Friday deals in early November. And so I'm really hoping they do the same this year because I was cleaning up. And if they do some of the similar stuff as they did last year, I'm going to be driving all over the United States, (laughs) (laughs) having the team go out and find stuff, um, ordering as much I can online. Um, It's a lot of fun this time of year. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's there's so many opportunities now and, you know, having the 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 cash to go out there at the right time is 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 what you want to do, you know, for growing your business, you know, in it and, you know, maybe getting yourself a nice big van like you got uh, so you can go scoop up all that. I'll clear out all those stores on the East Coast. You got to see on the East Coast of Carolina, right? Yeah. I'm kind of central, central Carolina. No, I don't. I don't go out as much as you do um, with it. I'm I'm more of a kind of an online guy. I mean, sometimes I'll go out myself. But you know, if you guys don't know, I mean, I know we've been talking about Keepa. So there's a actually, if you look above, there's a I'll, I'll post the video I did on Keepa training on, you know, how to use Keepa. Um, but really that's, that's one of the, the, I think it's probably one of the best tools that, that I find to use, um, for, you know, just finding, um, good deals and, and making sure that, uh, things are kind of looking good, you know, with it. And, you know, with Lego, it's, it's kind of like, I'm, I'm just kind of looking at the, you know, the price now and the amount of sellers. And then I use more keep up for Lego, at least to tell me when I should sell it. Like at the point of like, okay, now I got my, the, my return on investment right here. I set my alert for that. But are you, um, how are you using keep Like, do, are you using it to actually, actually find deals? Like, you know, right away. I mean, yeah, I mean, they have a really neat feature called the Keep a Product Finder where you can kind of filter by brand, you can filter by rank. I mean, there's there's literally like 100 different filters you can apply to it and kind of get it narrowed down to like the exact thing that you want to see. Um, find a lot of Amazon to Amazon flips with Keepa. You can kind of set it up to like tell you how long or how often Amazon goes out of stock on something and all kinds of stuff. I mean, the there's you can spend weeks just going through keep a data and i mean there's just so much product out there in every category i mean just on the toy category you you could spend weeks looking at it and there's millions of product literally millions of products to look at um but that's one of the coolest features about keepa is that you can kind of almost like reverse search or reverse engineer like what you're looking for like you can filter especially like looking for retired Legos, you can filter back to dates. So like, if you know that the average lifespan of a Lego set is 18 to 24 months at retail, mm-hmm. you could go to Keeper right now and sets that are from 2019 and later mm-hmm. and see if they're still available at a MSRP price. Mm-hmm. And you basically you're buying a two-year-old set at MSRP 
that most likely is going to retire within the next year because average lifespan of Lego says so. And so you kind of can, it's a very good shortcut to basically find the sets that you can invest in now that should retire in the near future. Mm -hmm. But you're not having to wait. You're not going to have to like wait for that two years. Cause if you go into like a Walmart right now and buy like a brand new Lego set, and you're say you're going to hold it for retirement. Well, you may hold it for three, four years before you get the ROI that you want. You want to go find that two or three year old set that you can still buy MSRP, knowing that in the next year or two you could sell it for what you want to double your money for. Yeah, that's that's absolutely uh, great advice for for any type of Lego because you know, like you said, you're trying to shorten the window of when you can cash in on it. And if you buy something new and you don't sell it right away, then that's your money's just kind of being tied up. And and you know, I like to I like to say parking your money and and you know you don't want to be in the long the long 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 term parking. You know you want it to be in the shorter term parking, midterm parking, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, and that's I mean Keepa is is wonderful. I mean you know one of the thing I like to use Keepa for myself is when I know that a set is retiring, and you know there's that time when Amazon is kind of in and out of stock on it, and and we're, we're going to actually get into one of these sets in a little bit. We'll actually look at some something right here, but when they're kind of in and out of stock and you know sometimes you can catch it you know at when it's in stock even though it's like not really like available anywhere else and if you know where those are and you you set your alerts for that i mean you can get you know retired lego basically you know if you are there at the right time to to pull the trigger on it you know you only get a few here and there but i mean it's still like it's it's just like oh oh here's is my alert right now let me just go on my phone and buy it you know like there I go I just made like 40 50 bucks you know and like I can instantly send it in and it's like you know an extra forty dollars right away so I mean just doing that that strategy too is is uh is something that can you know pay off I probably shouldn't tell everybody that you know yeah. <laughs> like we have all this competition no 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 it's not I mean I'm, a, I'm an abundance kind of guy so I don't I don't believe that anyways but yeah keeper is wonderful um to to find things out just so you guys know keeper is free however they have a paid plan that you want to you probably want to get to so the feature that was Greg was talking about you have to pay for but it's really like I think it's like fifteen dollars a month I mean it's it's the best value it's out there like it's, it's, the, one, it's the one tool like you have to pay for in my yeah. opinion like it's it's essential to run an amazon business yeah so don't i mean if you're selling on amazon or even if you're buying product on amazon don't even think about that just really just that's one tool that you cannot go without having it. i mean you can try the free one out but i'm honestly like I mean, if, if that's holding you back, then you probably shouldn't be doing Lego investing anyways. Yeah. The rate of return just on Keepa is a, a thousand plus percent. Like mm -hmm. it makes you thousands of dollars for what you pay for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, speaking of Keepa, let's um let's dive in. I want to actually take a look at a couple of sets here. You know, as we were talking about the retired sets and everything, you know, that's that's ultimately where where at least my strategy is for finding things. I know a lot of people invest in things, you know, around Q4, I think there are some sets that you can, you might be able to do a quick flip on, so to speak, but I gotta be honest with you, it's, I, I you know, it's kind of not a strategy that, that I'm doing anymore. 
um, because I, I end up holding on to it for a lot longer if it doesn't sell for the price I want it on. Really, you know, working with the retired sets is something that um, that I would suggest. And a lot of times is, um, you know, and you'll notice this too, Greg, in the stores, they have different cycles of when they are available in the stores. And that doesn't always line up with when they're going to retire, but um, it does kind of give you an indication of when that actually goes on the clearance that it's getting closer to retirement. And that's kind of when I look at, okay, well, maybe one of these sets, I might not have gotten an clearance, but what can I do? Can I find it somewhere else online? So one of the sets that, that, that you know, that this recently retired is and i know you like i know you're a big fan look at this i got this little guy right here because i know you you know all these guys right here little yeah. jurassic world guys here but yeah speaking of jurassic world what you how did you even get into the jurassic world because i gotta be honest with you until i met you i mean i do i watched all the movies and everything but i never looked at i never looked at a jurassic world toy differently until i met you like what what made you like uh like that that particular theme um it's just one one that just like i can't i couldn't ignore anymore like it was i kept coming across it over and over again i think going back to that you know 2015 year i saw some of those toys go for big money and then in 2016 when i started really doing the buy and hold strategy that i've taught others to do now i think it was the very first indominus rex toy that came out and it was like the larger one that's kind of like in target now but it was the first edition of it. And Walmart cleared those out for like $9 a piece. I think the MSRP was like 30 or 40 bucks. Found a bunch of them on clearance for $9 a piece and I held them for Christmas and I sold all of them. I think I had like probably 50 or 60 of them, but I sold all of them at $90 and thought that I had like hit the lottery because I had bought for nine and sold for 90. And then they went on to like hit like, 200 plus or something like that it was insane and wow. so like ever since that day i'm like i just pay attention to the jurassic world stuff and like if you look at the keep a chart on jurassic world toys like it's just insane but especially jurassic world lego like every single jurassic world lego the keep a chart just pops yeah yeah i mean like that's why i got this one up here so this one is uh set number uh seven five nine two eight and it's the Jurassic World Blues Helicopter Pursuit. I believe this one retired officially somewhere in 2020, I believe, you know, somewhere around there. Um, so I think this one, you know, if you were lucky enough to get it, you know, maybe you got it on clearance, I don't know, maybe for $16, $18, somewhere around there. I can't, I don't, I'd have to look at my sheet myself, but, but look what this has done so far. I mean, this is only uh, maybe a little over a year out and this thing is already at least it's almost up to a hundred dollars. I mean, it touched a hundred dollars at one point or 80, 90, somewhere around that vicinity. I mean, you, you know, it's just phenomenal. Like to see that, that return on investment so quickly. So, I mean, if we look at the chart right here, one Oh five, I mean, I mean, it's already 162% after a year. I, I mean, I do you see that often with a lot of other toys categories. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know, like my portfolio is a lot yeah. in Lego and you, you got a much bigger toy portfolio than I do. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely possible. Um, but it just goes back to that consistency I was telling you about earlier with Lego. Like, you know, that you're going to get that kind of stuff with Lego. Some of the other toys, it's, it just depends on the toy. It depends on the keep a chart. 
depends on a lot of variables in the market. Like we've seen some toys like kind of like retire and then like come back to retail like a year or two later. And mm -hmm. so it kind of, you know, throws off the market price for it. But Lego, you know, I think there's like maybe less than a handful of examples where Lego has like brought something out of retirement. I mean, it's like, there's only like two or three sets ever that that's happened. Um, I'm thinking of like the, the ship in the bottle or something. They like mm -hmm. redid that one. Yeah. Um, so, yep. I mean, there's, there's very rare cases where that kind of stuff happens. Now Lego is notorious for like redoing sets, like mm -hmm. the same thing, like the same like theme set with same, a similar character yep. and stuff like that. But, and that kind of messes up the market too, but still overall, like by that point you're at ROIs where it's just it's still great money. Yeah, and, and you know, and the thing about this too is that this is just before Q4. I mean, this could go up a little bit higher. I mean, this could probably go back over a hundred dollars. I, I don't well, know, maybe easily go back over for that around Christmas time. I mean, I, I just, you know, and it this is just, it, you know, this just really speaks to it is that you know, looking at all these different themes and everything, and looking at those, these obviously you can't, you you know, one of the things I always say, I stress out is that you can't look at this this you know particular set and say every single set is going to be like this because unfortunately it's not always like that it's going to go up but some of these themes and some of these particular ones they seem to be more popular so by looking at that and kind of spotting those those trends in there um you know you'll notice that you'll see those those particular ones go up and this is this is the the and that kind of leads me into this example right here so this one is uh, this one's I think this is still a, um, it just recently or it's retiring this end of this year I believe because you can kind of see it coming in and out but this one is the Indominus Rex one and it's set number seven five nine four one I like this one because of that little globe thing I always had my eye on one of those things every set that I've gotten that's had that little um, I don't know what they call it in the movie that that little Got transport. It thing i don't know what it is but it looks like a big ball you know clear plastic ball and then also the t-rex uh well the indominus rex i guess you know that that's you know fairly new i think in lego i'm not i'd have to look up the, the exact set and then the t-rex is also a, a very popular one in fact i'm psych i had like a damaged box set with the t-rex and i was trying to figure out what i was going to sell it on ebay or something because i can't sell it on amazon and i didn't really look at it and and then i was just like i just want to get rid of it or something you know i was just going to throw it on some site or something because i didn't really have much of them and the the actual t-rex itself was like 40 dollars. i was like what the heck yeah that so mini, that mini thing right there is like 40 bucks by itself yeah so i mean you know that's that's one of the things that the, why this set i think this this um series does really well too is because of the minifigures did you find like were you just shocked i mean like when you first got like you know one of these sets and then you were like i can't believe i sold it for this much money i mean yeah i mean it's you know i still get excited about it like it's still the first time but it's also like you also kind of just kind of get used to it too <laughs> at the same time like you know you trust the data, you buy it, and then you just let the market do the work. You know, really, the only thing required of you is patience. And so that's where that's where people get in trouble is they get impatient. Mm -hmm.
And that or their cash flow or their credit card or something's coming in they got to pay their bill off you know the, the, which is why you know you got to think of this as a business and plan things out you know when you're investing in things um well let's look at i mean i this is the same set uh when also the helicopter one but if you were to look at this and you know one of the things that i was telling you about where you can set your kind of alerts right here so this is a little a little cheat sheet for you guys right here if you're watching that see how this is this this right here this part right here is blank that basically means that there's there's only third party sellers in this so the orange piece in here means that amazon is actually selling this so when you see it like this where if you go back into this this is when it's in stock right here and then it's going in and out of stock at this point so if you look at this time period you'll see that you'll see little orange slices and i'm not sure if you guys can see it in the screen but there'll be orange slices of it. And that means that it's coming in stock. Now, as things get closer to retirement, you know, you're going to see more white in here. This set is, is just a really popular set. So, but look at this right here. This is recently, as you can see that it came back in at hundred dollars. So what I suggest you guys to do is to set your alerts right here. And so that way there you get you know a notice, you get an email or whoever else you want to get it sent to you. I think you can do text or whatever as well. And then that way there you, you're aware of this when it comes in stock because you probably won't find this set in many places. And like I was saying, Greg, this is a, this, I mean, I don't know if you do this too for, for older sets, but setting the keeper alerts, I mean, like I said, you can find gold here and there. Do you do that for a lot of like other toys? Like, are you finding like, like toys that you know are kind of like out of stock or something and you yeah, just, they come up in your email and you're like, yes. Yeah. I do that for a lot of toys. Like I said, there's, there's hundreds of examples where Amazon has a hard time staying in stock on a particular toy. You set the keeper alert, you get the alert, you buy it from Amazon. Sometimes you can send it right back in and make great money. Sometimes you're waiting for those windows of opportunity, like a Q4 or something like that. Mm -hmm. so Keepa is an awesome tool. Really, I owe this one to you because you you were the one that told me about this one right here and this really set off a uh, a rabbit hole for me and a few different things but if you guys aren't familiar with this um there's a um a barbie doll that is is called barbie dia de muertos doll and uh this is from your this by the way this is from your uh, twitter account if you guys don't if you're not following him definitely check him out on on twitter he's got some awesome quotes and tweets out there he's at uh at toyfolio and i'll put that in the show notes down below but i i love how you said this this is the it, it, it happened so perfectly on the first day of like before <laughs> tell everybody because i know how much you paid for this because i had a bunch of these too what was it what did you pay for this thing 75 dollars for 750. <laughs> dia de muertos i mean geez i mean i mean how can you get this and this is a toy this is a barbie doll i mean this i don't i mean i don't even know where to like begin with this because i saw coco and the movie and everything and and i was you know pretty fascinated but i had no idea about this holiday or this time and i didn't think this would be this popular but what do you think made this like one of those kind of because this is not this is not a toy that you see like this all the time right no um i don't think anybody knew exactly what it was going to be when it first came out because this is the very first edition of this barbie this was the 2019 version uh, they're now on the 2021 version. So there's three different versions that exist now. Um, I think this is just the example of being rare to start with and being a first edition. And that's just a big cultural thing. I think that there's a huge culture around this holiday in Latin America, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Hispanic cultures where they really 
you know, value that kind of thing. Yeah. Speaking of Coco, like those, some of those toys are really good. That, um, that movie Coco, that kind of, it celebrates this holiday, uh, the guitar that the main character has. Like mm-hmm. I sold a ton of those guitars for, like, that's another one i want to thank you for man yeah because i remember that one came around too i was like wow this thing was like crazy selling like yeah, i mean bought, I, I just I couldn't believe it like 30 like i have toys i rest had them when they were going out of going out of business mm-hmm. i think i bought a bunch of them for like 17 when they were going out of business but you could still buy them like from shop disney for like 30 yep. bucks mm-hmm. they would sell for 75 to 95 dollars all day long you know, these are the things that, that, you know, that you definitely want to look for, you know, with any kind of investing in toys. I mean, you know, you're not always going to hit these, these grand slam home run things. You know, one thing I know that you, that you're really um, d- disciplined about is looking for those base hits, mm-hmm. doubles and everything, because those, those add up too. I mean, what do you think of that? Like those kind of deals, like how often did, the, did those ones come around? I mean, they're probably more plentiful than the, you know, the home runs like these. I mean, those the base hits are what keep you in business. I always say that base hits win ball games. You know, if you can find products that consistently get you a good ROI that, you know, sustains your cash flow and allows you to keep buying them, especially if you can find some kind of replenishable that does that. I mean, that's that's gold. Where you know, if you can find a replenishable you know, a toy that you can consistently source and you can sell it for, you know, $10 profit over and over and over and over and over again. You know, to me, that's a still a lot of time and a lot of ways, a lot more exciting than just a big home run like this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you can, you can still like, you can still source them and they're, you know, it's obtainable, you know, people buy them every day, whereas not every day, somebody's buying $750 Barbie doll. Mm-hmm. All right. Right. Yeah. I mean that, but it's just amazing still. I mean, you know, cause you see these and you're just like, wow. And, and, you know, there's, there's been a bunch of Lego sets too, that, that you just, I mean, like over 500% ROI. I don't even know what the ROI on, on this is. I mean, I'd have to look it up, but I'm sure you yeah. were like surprised by that one. You know, the other thing that, that, um, I mean, we can go on, me and you can go on and talk all all night about all this stuff because you know it's just one of those things that i think both of us have a good passion you know for figuring out and uh you know it's like a gold hunt you know it's like you're going on a treasure hunt to find things and like you get all excited when you find this one thing and you're just like wow and and then it just pans out and that's always the thing about with lego and you know just and some other toys too is that each year there's always going to be something new that's going to come up i really enjoyed this conversation greg if you guys don't know i mean greg is again he's the author of toy folio how to invest and sell stock toys like stocks you can find that on amazon greg is there anywhere else i know you're on twitter as well is there anywhere else that anybody can find you on that's the main one that i prefer people find me on is twitter it's at toy folio like i said you can buy the book on amazon uh, the book has a Facebook group community in it, and that'll lead you to pretty much everything you need to know. Um, I do run a mastermind group. This is one of those things where if you're if you're following me on Twitter, if you're in that Facebook group where the book links you to, um, if there's openings, you will find out about it there. But really, Greg, I, I, I really want to thank you for for this conversation. Now, if you had to give, you know, what would be the best advice that you can give for someone just starting out with Lego or even toys, you know, as far as um, getting started? I would say definitely don't 
start with buy and hold Lego. Like, like I said, well, kind of like we talked about earlier, like don't go out and buy a brand new Lego set thinking that you're going to hold it, you know, and then sell it for, you know, three times as much. Because if you're buying, like I said earlier, if you're buying a brand new Lego set, you're going to be holding it for years before you get that capital back. So I would say definitely try to find some turn and burn, like especially this time of year, Q4. There's all kinds of hot toys being released that are brand new to market where, you know, you can buy them and sell them the same day and make, you know, great money. And so build up capital that way. Um, when I first started out, like Jeremy said, I was selling used books in every category, you know, garage sales, anything you can do to build up capital because capital is what, you know, speeds the game up. It's what allows you to take advantage of more opportunities uh, when, you know, opportunities to present themselves. And so it's just a combination of, you know, making good buys and building up that capital. Reinvest. Don't be scared to reinvest. I find too many people that, you know, they make a little bit of money, but when it starts, you know, they're, they're fine with going out and spending a hundred, two hundred dollars on inventory and reselling it. But when those numbers get to a thousand and two thousand dollars in inventory purchases, they kind of like slow down and kind of shy away. And if you're going to build up a toy folio or a Lego portfolio or whatever, you're going to have to spend some money. The returns can beat just about anything out there. That's solid advice for, for anybody starting out. Well, I really want to thank you for, for taking the time to join us on the show. If you're listening to us on a podcast, you can find all the information in the show notes. If you listen to us on YouTube, I'll put everything down below as well to find Greg. I will um, see you guys on the next show. Thanks for tuning in to the Brick Finds and Flip Show. Listen to us on all the major platforms. If you like this episode, don't forget to leave a positive review. If we get enough love, maybe Elon Musk will tweet about this next investment wave. Check out our latest Lego investing articles on BrickFlips.com. Also, check us out on our YouTube channel at BrickFlips.com slash YouTube. Any interest on being on the show or want to advertise with us? Reach out by email to podcast at BrickFlips.com. See you for the next Lego Flip.